Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Alpha New Mar- blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Alpha New Morit, the Robert podcast. Today we You're are the Swedish episode are we on of Alpha New Murmur? Bob, Bob, Pork to Fork. Dork, dork, dork de dork. Ooh, turbo, dork. <laughs> okay, I actually really love doing Swedish chef impressions. Apparently too much. Alpha New giant monster made entirely of nulls stomping around mainframe? listeners to another episode of alphanumeric the foremost reboot podcast i am one of your hosts neocal and i'm the other guy christopher siege and i'm the hostess with the most this lady glitch this is alphanumeric 46 which means you've definitely watched the first 45 and we thank you if not go watch them all right now if not, this is a weird place to jump in. But uh, if you are just jumping in for the first time, welcome. Thank yes, you for welcome. listening. This is definitely the one to, to come to. Swedish chef impressions, Rhinox dies, all, so- all sorts of things happen. On Dogs and America. cats living together, mass hysteria. Uh, also, we, we, we get to meet Bob's uh, mentor who name is apparently a reference to an old bbc crime show that i didn't know until like 20 minutes ago so cool for that idea yay references what are we talking about this week what are we talking about this week the word what's love got to do with it i guess that's what crave tells me the episode's name is yeah i got it on the title screen right here yeah, season four, episode three, What's Love Got to Do With It? Uh, the uh, description of the episode is Damon learns about the meaning of love. That's weird. Doesn't seem like she does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it originally aired as an individual episode on October 26th, uh, 2001 in the United States of America. And... Oh. As part of the Damon Rising TV movie in Canada, which encompassed the first four episodes of season four, as I mentioned on the past two weeks, on November 18th, 2001, we got it a little bit later, but we got it in its truer form, in my opinion. (laughs) That is very very true. I'm down here in the States, so I got it episode by episode. Y'all got it as a movie up there. Yep. I, I totally watched them at that point. I do actually, I, I remember seeing back in 2001, seeing commercials on YTV being like, Reboot, Damon Rising, and My Two Bobs coming up on YTV. And I'm like, huh, 
And at this point, I'm like almost 17 and not watching cartoons anymore. So I'm like, wow, reboot's back. That's weird. All right, cool. That's weird. Cool. But you did watch them. Uh, well, not till years later. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I didn't catch these at all either. Didn't even know they existed. Didn't even know there was a fourth season. I caught them when they were airing down here in the States. I was a freshman in high school. So I think I was about 14 at the time, but I knew I had been waiting years for the fourth season to happen. And I was actually caught off guard when I found out there was a fourth season because I thought everything was all tied up with a bow at the end of season three. But bam, there's a new thing happening. And it's like, oh shit, let's watch a little bit of Toonami after school. Let's see what's going on. This is fantastic. Boom. Well, there was kind of the the dangling plot th- thread of Damon and uh, 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 the whole thing with Turbo in uh, uh, what was it? The episode with no name where we yeah, find out about all that. Yeah, yeah, episode yeah. Eight, four, three. yeah. So there, there was then, a yeah. there was a loose plot, like a couple loose plot threads going. And mm-hmm. I remember when the show seemingly ended back in 1998 with the end of season three, being like, "Oh, okay. What about all that Damon stuff?" Oh well, eh. I'm gonna go what watch Beast Wars. Merging with Glitch. Eh. <laughs> I'm gonna go watch Beast Wars. <laughs> what are you gonna do? I had seen screenshots of it. Uh, for instance, uh, the episode opens with um, Bob when he's a cadet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so, yeah, so it's a flashback. Right now. One thing I would like to point out about this opening seat, uh, the, the beginning uh, few minutes of this uh, episode, is on this podcast, we have kind of long speculated that, main, that Bob's a rookie and Mainframe is his first posting. Mm-hmm. It took all this time, goddammit, but our theory was proven correct because he is a fucking cadet in this episode. And the first place he goes is mainframe. And not only that, it doesn't seem, un- unless more happened after this, it seems like he didn't even graduate, which technically means he's not even a guardian. I feel like he kind of jumps back and forth with Turbo's help between helping mainframe and getting the stuff done at the academy. I, I kind of, I was wondering, yeah, I was yeah. going to ask you too, what you thought about that. Did he immediately go into mainframe or kind of, was he back and forth until he like graduated? And Maybe he was like a yeah. week away from his like final project or final exam. Se- yeah, you're right. It seems yeah. like he's working on his thesis yeah, and yeah. Turbo yeah. proofread it. In fact, he mentioned something like that. Um, his mentor um is like oh let me guess you, you probably think uh well i'm jumping the gun here if why don't we start officially the scene yeah, opens what, what? with a guy named kilobyte in like shackles at guardian hq yeah and dixon's yelling out hey another virus for the deletion chamber what's her name and she's like her name is dixon green dixon green yeah, I, I mentioned a minute ago that her name is a reference to a uh, old uh, BBC crime show. Yeah, interesting. And she's got violet hair and orange skin. Dixon of hair. Doc Green is a old BBC police pre- procedural television series mm. about a fictional uh, London police station. With an emphasis on petty crime, successfully controlled through common sense and human understanding, it ran from 1955 to 1976. Wow. This show ran for 21 years. 
Wow, that show is legal drinking age. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what happens here? Uh, Kilobyte, he's kind of like a skinny dude. Kind of looks a little bit like Megabyte. Little yeah. bit. He's got pointy teeth. He's got pointy teeth. Yeah, he's yeah. skinnier though. It's like if Megabyte like stopped working out for a couple of years. Yeah, he he's uh, shackled up. He's onto like one of those tables that like. Uh that like tilt up and downward and he's like spread out and revolver ocelot is about to make him mash the living fuck out of the circle button while he God feeds damn. electricity into him <laughs> prepare your knuckles boys because you're not going to be able to press that circle button fast enough you can't escape it <laughs> yeah, well, no, you just well, you just gotta press the, the select button and hit submit yeah and then meryl dies Oh, <laughs> see, I'm making a point of referencing Metal Gear Solid at this point. Yeah, I knew it. I, think I knew we it. We need to go back through all the episodes of Alpha Numeric and just no. make a bingo card of no, how many please. Because that'll it'll, you'll get bingo in like five episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that's a job for a uh, intrepid listener out there. They're like, actually, there's three episodes you didn't mention. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And these are them. Yeah, so uh, they're marked for deletion. Bob questions Dixon. It's like, oh, but yeah. like, what if we could reprogram them? And so it's like, what do you think these they are, Bob? Like, the user created them to destroy systems. He's like, you don't know their backstory. You don't know what they're about. You don't He's know like, do you really about? believe that the user would make a virus? And she's like, yeah, man. <laughs> And us as the viewer, we're like, lol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course they did. Why would someone do and, that? <laughs> yeah. I don't believe a user would knowingly release a virus on the net. We see people do it all the time. Oh, sweet summer life. child. <laughs> yeah, I talked, uh, what was it, last week or the week before about the MS Blaster virus, which was not too long after this, so. Yeah. And um, while they're debating this, he's like, oh, why don't you write a paper on it? He's like, actually. <laughs> and she's like, oh, and God. Dixon cuts them off. And she's like, you're never going to pass the finals, kid. <laughs> and she she's like, talking down to her trainee. And she's like, he's like, actually, Turbo already like proofread my thesis and he likes it. He thought it was quite radical. <laughs> and she's like, right. Turbo used the word radical. <laughs> And um, I guess uh, all their dilly-dallying um, let Kilobyte go Super Saiyan spontaneously yeah. level up. And yeah, he skips a phase, apparently. Code 403. What's code yeah. 403? Viral upgrade. Yeah. Uh, is it, isn't, uh, uh, I don't know, that's 404. 404 is domain not found. What is 403? It's, it's vaguely familiar. Uh, I'll let you know. I'm looking at uh, Forbidden. Too. Forbidden. Forbidden. <laughs> uh, it's the, the server forbidden error. The server understands the request but refuses to authorize it. That filthy <laughs> little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of filthy little bitch, apparently Kilobyte <laughs> um, doesn't even become Megabyte here. No, he just goes straight to Gigabyte. 
straight to gigabyte uh one thing i would like to one thing i would like to point out is uh bob gets knocked out yeah Yeah, because he breaks free He breaks free and Bob gets knocked out. So because uh, when I was watching this uh, the other day, I was like, okay, so we're doing, are we doing some retconning here? So uh, like why when Gigabyte showed up uh, in season two, why didn't Bob like know what the fuck was going on? But like, why wasn't he like, oh, it's that piece of shit again. But no, Bob gets knocked out here. So he never actually sees Gigabyte. Right. But yeah, as Dixon's and... talking to Glitch, Glitch is absorbing that information of what's going on in its surroundings. So the information about Gigabyte is within Glitch. That's true. Because um, as we find out, Glitch is Dixon's key tool. Key tool. Yep. And that's why I was like, wait, Bob isn't even a guardian? He just has his like dead um, like mentors like key tool. So that's why I thought he just like bailed and immediately went to go help uh, mainframe because he felt guilty about it. Failed promotion. Yeah, right. <laughs> wow, all the officer, all the all the lieutenants are dead. <laughs> Sergeant, it's you. <laughs> I, I have no idea if that's up or, or down. Yeah, yeah. Sergeant's above. Uh, Sergeant's underneath lieutenant, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, Sergeant is the the highest uh, non commissioned. Uh, uh rank you can have all i only know my um um i watched a lot of mash as a child okay that's fair (laughs) um what do you call them field field commissions field field commission um i only know of that through the movie starship troopers where um uh the main character rico basically goes from being like a grunt a soldier to like sar- sergeant, uh, sorry, squad leader, to like sergeant, to <laughs> lieutenant commander in like the whole freaking movie. Neil Patrick Harris is in that movie. <laughs> you know what else Neil Patrick Harris is in? The Matrix Resurrection. Harold and Kumar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he, he's entertaining in that movie. Uh, so what happens here? Uh, Gigabyte is like, I return to chew bubble gum and eat ass. <laughs> or because, because this is a flashback, this is actually like uh, the first time he uh, eats oh, ass right. and chews bubble gum. This is this is when he finds out he enjoys eating ass and chewing bubble gum. <laughs> Appreciate the callback. Longtime <laughs> listeners will uh, will dig that one. I think that popped up into my head from like the the recesses of the back of my brain there. <laughs> uh, lady, lady Glitch, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say is Kilby is like advancing on Dixon because Dixon gets knocked to the ground and she's just like staring up at this. There's a there's a shot at three at exactly three minutes. Like she sees the claw coming down and it's like it's an oh fuck moment. I'm gonna die. Mm-hmm. And we and um. Fans of the show, you will remember this in season two when we have Gigabyte in the system, and these are the claws that almost kill Bob. That's right, 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 yeah. So yeah, he spontaneously changes, but when he changes from kilobyte to gigabyte, a portal uh-huh. also opens behind him before he gets to finish Bob off. I guess he had enough energy, and he teleports away. And I'm like. That almost seemed like it wasn't his choice. Well, 
Yeah, like something like grabbed that? him. Let's not skim over this like sweet fucking wall run move that uh, Dixon oh, does here. That's fair. There's some hardcore parkour going on. This is this is like here. the most like some of the most like hype action we've seen in this show. Mouse does some rad shit. So yes, you're right. We're getting ahead of ourselves. She does some like Assassin's Creed or like Shadow of Mordor <laughs> like stuff, and like literally puts kilobyte like a chokehold yeah she does like a wall run and then leaps back and like like spins spins this into like doing like a a, uh an elbow lock around the neck of um of gigabyte it's all for naught but it's 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 pretty cool looking especially especially for this show we've never seen bob do cool wrestling and kung fu moves he completely relies on glitch right but he clearly had a few more things to learn um a few assassin creed moves like puts kilobyte in like a headlock and she's like say galavar there's one for the <laughs> the patrons <laughs> they're a reference to our too much energon podcast <laughs> uh but it doesn't work like we had said uh, oh i forgot though um she is cold she's not like bob at all she's like glitch narrow beam and like shoots a laser through the back of his head and it exits out the front and i'm like oh wow she's killing this guy uh-huh. i guess that this did, is badass. it didn't do anything it just goes through his head she is pretty badass but i mean um uh she she's not bad ass enough to not die here no she did yeah uh Seven. so that's the flashback gigabyte like teleports away somewhere mysterious before bob gets uh killed and i think we're in a a game that christopher may uh wishes he had seen more of because we we just get the tail end of the game being finished so so we're in a game uh in the middle of a wrestling ring in a hell in a cell match wcw versus nwo on the nintendo 64 it graphics don't get better than this ladies and gentlemen uh, Matrix is doing this. Uh, he's in the middle of the ring doing this weird, like stomping up and down maneuver on his opponent. And we actually have like commentary going. You're right. Like, we do. We have running commentary. Like, I'm losing going. my lunch over this. And uh, one of them actually uh, refers to the other uh, commentator as JB, which I'm like, uh, that's funny. Instead of JB. Oh, God, JB. <laughs> he's got a chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder if those initials mean something else or if it's just a play on JR. I think it's just a play on JR. Yeah. But uh <laughs> uh Matrix like goes and climbs uh the turnbuckle to the top rope and does like a Rocky Balboa Andrea type thing. And I'm like, you're conflating boxing references with pro wrestling here, guys. Or they just throw as many as they can out, like the the Star Trunk episode. It's like I, Star Wars, Star Trek, ha- have at it. Or like uh, Sean Connery also being Commander Riker for some reason. <laughs> Why not? Throw Why as many not? references out there as you can. Uh, we get a kind of cool shot of Damon's like HQ after that. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, think we've I, seen this shot, have we? 
I think we have. I think we for have because I from the I, outside because I I think I mentioned it looked like something like you would see on like Mount Olympus or something like that. You're right. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. is very much like a uh, Kratos would. This is the final level Kratos goes to kill the the last of the Greek pantheon, or it's the first level. Because right. that's how those games go. It's either like you end up at Olympus at like the very end of the game and you're like climbing up and like uber powered or the game starts with you doing that and then shit goes sideways. And that's how God of War 3 started. Yeah. yeah, that's how God of War 3 started. <laughs> uh, so we get some mouse action. She arrested Turbo. Oh, um, uh, inside uh, Damon's Cathedral, uh, Andrea is looking like all like sad and gloomy, and uh, Damon is like, uh, Damon is like wondering, like, oh, you know, what's wrong with you? And she's like, oh, I just miss Matrix. I I'm just in love. And she she um, is this the scene where Damon like inquires about like what love is? Yeah, because Andrea says. Um... Love conquers all because she goes, oh, let me help and like touches her head. I don't know if to read her mind or to alleviate something, but it seems like it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, yeah let, let me take says, your free will away. <laughs> yeah. She's like, is you that wish what... you could go to him. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I'm not worried. Love conquers all. So is that what she tried to do? She tried to like snap her out of it with her powers and she couldn't because she... If you are at like 412, 413, 14, I have never seen Damon look like that. She looks so annoyed. She looks like she just went, bitch. <laughs> the, the face she makes right there. I actually want to screenshot that one too. So annoyed. I've never seen her make that face. She's always been joyful. And because uh, Andrea just says, oh, love conquers all. Andrea's like, are you sure? And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> We got a jelly bitch going on here. Or she doesn't like that love exists outside of the word. It's possible. Or it's a concept that she is not familiar about, but she knows about everything else. And she's pissed off that she doesn't know what this is. She's like, oh my God, I have to learn something else. Because what she thinks she's doing is love. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Very common amongst abusers. <laughs> abusers and manipulators. Yeah. So when, when we do cut to mouse, um, uh, she's arresting Turbo, puts him in jail, and he's all, he keeps doing that, like, really creepy smile that he started doing in the last episode, and she's like, um... I hate the way he's smiling at us. Hate the way he keeps smiling at us. And I'm like, I, I think <laughs> I think it's great. Creepy as fuck, but I, I dig it. He's like, listen here, Mouse, we have the surfer. He has heard the word. All you, you have know, to do is lower that firewall and he'll come straight into your arms. And tell He's you like, and whisper there? and whisper into your ear. Burp, 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 burp. And Doc comes storming in. She's like, fuck off, Turbo. <laughs> yeah, basically. And um, they discover something interesting when they're uh, about to interrogate Turbo. Um. Turbo still has all of his memories from when before he was infected, right? Um, when he sees Bob, he's like, oh, Bob, you, you managed to merge with Glitch. Well, this is great. Mm -hmm. Bob, remember all your like theories 
about how like viruses could be re-rope, reprogrammed and they're good. That's what Damon is. So he's like trying to appeal to Bob's compassion and yeah, his theories from when he was young. Virus. And they're like, hey, uh, where's uh, his key tool? And Bob's like, Copeland. His key tool's name is Copeland. And uh, we've learned that Bob is like fan of using key tools by their, their given name. Because mm-hmm, they do have personalities. They are their own entity. And um, I've, actually, <laughs> I've actually recently uh, saved a recent screenshot as my uh, Twitter banner um, that's coming up here at like 5.38 or so. They talk to the CPU and uh, the CPU is like, oh, don't worry, mouse thoroughly uh, checked uh, Turbo for his key tool. And I mean thoroughly. And... Bob and Doc give each other the weirdest of looks. Like Bob is highly entertained and has this huge shit-eating grin staring at Dot. And Dot's like, one of her eyes like double blinks and the other one's like squinty and as if she just had a (laughs) mental image and she just like is trying to delete it. (laughs) Yeah, she just had a mental image of like a cavity search and she's like, uh. And Bob's (laughs) looking at her over like, uh? (laughs) You want to search me for Copeland? (laughs) (laughs) Copeland could be anywhere (laughs) anyways there's they're starting to piece together what we the viewer already know is that oh wait a second how come none of the guardians have their their key tools hmm right and they've been dropping hints about that uh throughout the past couple of heavy hints yeah if you're watching these back to back you the viewer definitely knows yeah, yeah, and uh, Turbo says, that's because uh, all of ours left us. Bob, you're the only complete guardian. That's why you need to be my lady's messenger. And everyone will hear the word. I'm waiting for Bob to be like, I guess I have to kill myself then. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He, he, he wouldn't commit seppuku. Oh, I don't know. So what happens here? He like... He like Optimus Primal from Beast Machine, like chest thrusts. Uh, yeah, yeah. He um he unleashes the power of the Matrix and like uh blasts like a way a reformatting beam onto. Uh, I mean, it's basically what he's that's, doing. That's what it is. He blasts a reformatting beam uh, onto Turbo there uh, to. He he blasts pure concentrated antivirus juice. Straight, straight into Turbo's mouth. And Turbo mouth is, Turbo's like... Antivirus jizz, you know? Yeah. He's like, open, open your mouth! No! <laughs> My lady! Doesn't, this doesn't taste like the word. <laughs> and um, it kind of works, but not really. Yeah, kind of, sort of. You see Bob start to become more transparent after this energy jizz blast. Yeah, and, we've seen uh, that's Doc when... Um, like, Bob, are you all right? He came start... really hard over this. You know when you come, yeah. come so hard, you just start going transparent because you're so weak. <laughs> and you need an energy shake from Al's. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to gloat about my sex life or anything, but I've never gone transparent once. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe twice. <laughs> maybe twice for good luck. Once a cycle, sometimes twice a cycle. Nobody can. Nobody I can ca- shoot. I cost a hedron every day. <laughs> Thank you. 
Um, that's actually one of one of our shirts for laser comb. <laughs> yep. I cost a hedron every day, sometimes twice a day. We've sold two of them. <laughs> two. And I, I know one hedron of the shirts. people who bought them. Nice. <laughs> oh, so he's coherent, but he has to like mentally fight off um, Damon's influence, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we get that- we, we we get a little bit of an exposition dump from yeah. uh, from uh, uh, Turbo. What's, basically, what's the gist. Uh, the gist of it is he's like, uh, yeah, Damon's like infected everything. Uh, when we the infection when she infected the guardians, the the key tools were like, see you later, fuckers, and left us. So now she doesn't have any. Damon doesn't have any way of opening portals, which is why she needs you, Bob. Because you still have glitch and you've merged with glitch, so you can—you're the only one of us who can create portals. So theoretically, what they think is that they could, if Bob is infected with um, the word, glitch can't leave him because they've merged. Because they—that the line of thinking. Yeah. It'd be funny if his armor just came apart and like Iron Man flew away. <laughs> <laughs> you like flew away as like uh like shoot to thrill by acdc starts playing <laughs> <laughs> no and underneath he's just got his like normal guardian outfit and he's like all transparent <laughs> so Lit- what lich is like flying away listening to acdc being like i took all the energy with me bitch <laughs> <laughs> you'll never come again uh, okay so what what happens here we we get that familiar we cut to a a scene um where um they got that big hacking screen on that we've seen megabyte mm-hmm. use a few times right yeah and they're trying to hack the guardians are trying to hack into the mainframe but they keep getting stopped because mouse's firewalls are too damn good and then little mouse symbols. yeah little mouse symbols i think they're cute but we also get a holograph of daycon coming up and he's like you should have been in that system seconds ago and it's like you're too good and it's like quit fucking around do it do it my ass relies on this this isn't really related to, to i've re- died once on another show i can't die again <laughs> this, the, this isn't uh, really related to reboot but like the little mouse symbols reminded me of a joke in i think it's episode three of peacemaker which is a show that i'm really fucking cheerleading because peacemaker is absolutely hysterical i've watched episode one and two there there there's a joke in uh i'm pretty sure it's the third episode there's a joke about uh uh peacemaker like demanding that like anytime he kills like the the gun that he uses has to have like the symbol of a peace dove on it and so they bring him a gun that doesn't and they're like they're basically like fucking get over it dude like we're, we're not gonna bother like engraving a gun with like a peace dove on it and he's like he's like man it, it, he's like well what do you want me to do and they're like well just fucking sharpie on one then and he's like he's like i can't do that like anytime i sharpie a, a peace dove it looks like a ghost <laughs> and he tries there's that. like this yeah. little bit where he tries he gets on a sharpie he gets on a sharpie and like tries drawing a dove onto this like sniper rifle. And he looks at it and he's like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, I can see how you could accidentally make that a ghost. 
<laughs> throughout the episode, anytime something goes wrong, he, he just keeps, like, complaining about, like, having a gun with no P-stub on it. <laughs> I think, Lady oh, Glitch, I think you'd like that. Christ, the show is so funny. <laughs> and what streaming platform is this on? Uh, in the U.S., it's HBO Max. It's an HBO Max original. Uh, uh, because we are in Canada and aren't cool enough for HBO Max, uh, it's on Crave. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. One day we'll be cool. One day. Uh, probably uh, not. Oh, I have a the, question. The, the, the CRTC is all about uh, partnering uh, HBO, pairing HBO content with Crave. Right. Uh, I have a question. When the game ends and Matrix is just sitting there screaming up into the sky, he changes his icon back into a triangle. The game's part mode. Is that... It's so that he's not detected within the system. Because oh. remember, the, uh, the system restored at the very end of Season 3? That's his... why they got... The it didn't detect him, and that's why little Enzo came back. Right. And remember in um, Season 3, Episode 8, when he's walking around Moss Eisley's system in game sprite mode, they couldn't track him. So now... Uh, so, 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 the, so the Guardians can't track him down. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. That's right. cool. And it's just him and like the mainframers that have that. Because uh, Dot did it last she did it in game because she's like oh shit no she almost did it sorry almost did it. because if she did it yeah. and then they won she would have left with the game anyway yeah so, <laughs> so they know of the concept and i wonder remember back in the episode, season two episode andrea when bob was going through all the different kinds of like game sprite mode and um all the different users that they may yeah come right. across you gotta wonder if he actually touched upon that in one of his lectures, in one of his little Bob talks. I love Bob talks. I wish we saw more of those. Yeah, Dang. I bet you he did. Uh, yeah, he would be a good lecturer. I'd attend that. Yeah, Bob talks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, the first episode of season was it two when he gave his Bob talk? No, that, that was, was episode five. five. It was that far in. Yeah, we were like, this is well, a good two. episode one. See, <laughs> season yes, one. well, the season two was the only ten episodes, right. so we were like in and out, like real quick. Well, and that was when they got around the time they got canceled by ABC, so they started kind of doing whatever they wanted, and so that's when the show yep. started becoming serialized. Was from that episode mm -hmm. onward, and like in a weird way, like that episode feels like a like new series premiere. Mm -hmm. Definitely, yeah. Because around That's a that good time, one to first get... show someone. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, um, because it doesn't really have a story attachment to anything. And mm -hmm. Andrea, and then we started developing the Andrea Enzo story, and then we started finding out a bunch of past shit that's now affecting the future episodes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. that that definitely is is like a really good first episode to show someone to be like, hey, this is reboot. That because that is. Would you say that's probably the best episode? If you have to sell someone on it by getting them to watch one episode? Um, I, don't, uh, I don't think because I think I would start with something in season one, like maybe Medusa Bug, because we still have the introduction of the viruses too. We don't see the viruses right. at all in Android. Medusa Bug's a pretty good one. 
there's some existential horror <laughs> uh, involved yeah. with that one. Yeah, I would say either Medusa Bug or Racing the Clock. Racing the Clock's a little bit more on the innocent side, kind of more of a gentle insertion into the series because we still get Megabyte, we still get Hexadecimal to an extent, but they are not, you know, hell-raising viruses. It's a bomb. Extent, although Megabyte, <laughs> it's a bomb. <laughs> Except Megabyte tries to blow up, you know, Hexadecimal, but... Um, Christopher did not like that episode. No, I didn't. Really? Um, <laughs> I would say a uh, 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 good season one episode to introduce up to someone is obviously Talent Night, which is literally one of my favorite episodes of the oh, series, yeah. like top to bottom. Like, uh, Without context, do you think it's still good? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, another another episode without context is uh, Wizard Warriors and a word from our sponsor. Yes. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good I one. Like the crimson, I like the Crimson Binome as kind of just like an all-around just fun episode. You know what? Tell them to just go start from season one. Suck it up. Go watch season one. <laughs> <laughs> go watch this pairing. It'll give you everything you need to know for the next yeah. 45 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Racing the Clock does give, uh, does give us uh, one of my favorite shots, though. And it's the shot when Bob has the mask on his face. <laughs> And he's just like awkwardly like flying across the air, <laughs> like uh, like a weird. And they, I remember, I can't remember who it was, like Dot and, and Enzo or something, or maybe even Frisket. But there's a shot of someone like looking up at them as they just awkwardly are <laughs> being propelled across the sky. Huh? Is that Bob? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's one of my one of my favorite shots in the show. <laughs> so. Back back to the episode, we yes. are in the principal office and we get yes, a we white are. and gold hexadecimal. Um, and she's yeah. playing with the tank. <laughs> uh, <laughs> playing with the tank. Uh, she, she's waifu. I almost thought she was in a wedding gown when she first um, mm. was revealed. Did I mention that the other? I don't think I, I did. No, I don't think you did. No. I, I almost thought, I was like, she getting married? What? What? Uh, I dig the colors, but what is she? You're, you're like, wins the date. I'll be there. <laughs> well, I can't miss it. I'm the groom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what the fuck was I saying? You guys, I'm completely thrown off course, <laughs> course now. Oh, is it? Does anyone else find it weird that her face moves now? A little bit. Uh, it I, I adjusted to it right away. It took me till most of this episode to kind of adjust to it. I didn't adjust to it right away. And I'm like, well, this is weird. Her mouth moves. <laughs> I, her actually, move. I actually really like her animated face. So, uh, so do I. Yeah, I, I like it. It's just I'm so used to her passing the hand in front of her to change her expression. Uh, now that she's like, you know, uh, now she's just like a, uh, a sprite. Um it took me a while. And she's kind of, she's still the, is Ditsy the right word? Uh, bubbly? Uh, naive? Uh, what, playful? She's, I, got, she's got character. Character, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, because she's, oh boy, and let me tell you who hates that character. She, Dot. She's very, she's very animated. Yes. And what is she doing? She's, she's playing with um, she's playing some with nulls in a tank. And they're like following her hand. Uh, behind her, Dot and Fong are going over like scans on her. Uh -huh. And Fong is like, 
She's a sprite now. I don't know what to tell you, man. I know what Christopher is laughing at, by the way, video listeners. And I bet you it's that scornful look dot gives. No, it's not. Okay. No, I, I'm laughing at the face that uh, uh, Hex is. Uh, it's around 844. She's looking at the vid window at uh, Matrix. No, uh, my 844 is different than your 844 because I'm on the DVD. So now I'm at 9, 902. The it's just the face stop. that uh, when uh, 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 Matrix and Mouse vid window in. Um, it, it's uh, the he- 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 Hex, Hex. Hex like looks back and just like the way she's looking at the camera. I don't know. It kind of cracks me up. Mm-hmm. And then Zot just keeps getting bombarded with vid windows like, need your attention. I need your attention. Stupid shit's happening in mainframe. Enzo's being a bitch. Specky's there. Like, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah and uh uh yeah uh, uh back at dot's diner like cecil is like uh cecil is like complaining that he was like oh i am many things but i am not a nanny <laughs> and uh like uh little enzo little matrix is like leaping around like being a little piece of shit and <laughs> and josh was like fong talk to enzo Please, I'm gonna go find my father. She just drags Hex with her, or they're gonna go find Bob's car to go drive around and find. Well, the Matrix Fong is uh, getting ready to do Bob's physical. Just you know, slip out of your uniform and hop up on the table. I'll be with you in a nano. It's like yes, um, yes, yes. Fong is like, uh, yes, Bob. I am preparing the long rubber glove. <laughs> Cal, you're muted. And bo- <coughs> sorry, I coughed earlier, and then I ended up coughing again. Anyway, um, the the long like rubber glove, <laughs> and he's like, oh, "It's it is time, Bob. It's been a while." Um, <laughs> but what's happening <laughs> there is, I'm kind of glad because Fong is like, "No, no, we need to check you out," and I'm glad because he's been like hiding that he's been like fading in and out. Yeah, it's like Bob knows shit. Fong and I'm, shit. I'm glad that shit. Fong is like forcing him to stay and like do some scans. And I'm like, okay, thank you. Yeah, and we then we cut back to uh, Andrea and uh, uh, Damon in the scene that I was thinking of earlier, where uh, Damon like wants to know what love is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Andrea's just gushing about, oh, you should have should have seen us fight that first one together. He told me he was a guardian, but I didn't believe him. He was so brave. Da da da. I like how Andrea, I Andrea when she's like talking, she looks kind of high. Yeah. A little, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She looks a little woozy. She's like, I didn't care. I was in love. Love at first sight. Kind of wishy, wishy, happy stuff. And Damon's like, you are so lucky. I have never felt this love. I could never go against my programming. Mm-hmm. And then Dakin walks up and he's like, I fucked up. Dakin, he's like, well, you you're me? not going to like this, boss lady. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we all love you. <laughs> well, uh, listen here, little lady. Uh, you, you know, um, 
you know I'm there for you anytime you need someone to uh, to uh, lend you money for a pack of beer or to help you move a couch. But uh, you know, uh, well, I failed you because uh, we're not going to be able to get back into mainframe. No sir. When it comes to eating beans, I'm your man. But uh, <laughs> hacking ain't my thing. <laughs> Oh, um, I, I paused somewhere around like 10, 10 minutes, 30 seconds. And the way he's talking, the way I paused it, he's like, almost looks like he's biting his lower lip, like, like making dead ass face. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's a great reaction image. <laughs> Mouse turns around and just post Dakin, like biting his lip. It's just the way it's. it's Ox is like, like it. it's Damon, ladies 18, right? She she's eighteen, right? Looks at Andrea, right? Andrea's like, I don't even know how old I am. The the games, like, super age you, and he's like, oh, wait a second, I'm in the wrong place. Uh, I got uh, I got to get out of here. And David's like, no one abandons their post. <laughs> well, oh, this, is a, this is a world where people can, you know, look like they're like 26 and actually only be three. So what do you want from me? What do you want? <laughs> it, like, it must be something in the water. You know, we all look younger than we actually are. I always get told I'm 26, apparently, and I'm actually 34 and a half. Crone one and a half. And a half. That half is important. That's true. More than I, a half. I am 37 and 15 days old, god damn it. so a cron so she goes up and um it looks like she forgives uh Rhinox here. Uh we keep calling him Rhinox because it's Rhinox from Beast Wars voice actor. Uh Dakin. We've been doing this for the past couple episodes. Yeah, they know, they know. Um, and she and says, don't um, go back and watch the other two episodes. <laughs> I think she says Cron 101. She does. And Cron viruses are time based viruses. So essentially, she's putting Dakin into a countdown. He starts counting down it from five to zero in binary. Yeah. Um, so my partner is a pro programmer, like a very good programmer, like knows her, her shit more than. Than, than most programmers uh, can can basically do or make anything uh, if if it needs to be programmed she understands and can and can do it. Um, she doubted herself because the subtitles say crone, and I'm like no 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 you're you're right it's a crone command, and she had picked up on that like while we were watching it and I'm like why aren't I watching the show with my partner who is a programmer and immediately understands all of these. <laughs> these terms yeah it's a job scheduler for like uh uh, uh, uh unix os systems so rhinox is like yeah time to drink slam down a fifth of cron 101 proof Woo! and she's like no that's not what that is and he's like wait a second this tastes this tastes funny lady <laughs> what'd you put in my drink lady <laughs> Yeah. And when he uh, finally gets to the last zero, he's like, oh. And the look on his face is like, oh, fuck. I know. I like the way he actually, like, because he, he's, like, saying, like, a binary command, like, one, oh, oh, one, oh, oh, one. And then the, at the end, he's like, oh. Oh. That? With just utter surprise. Like, yeah, that, he's like, that, oh. that was good. Like, 
props good delivery yeah good animation um on his face and stuff and maybe the user like the user the viewers (laughs) keep calling the viewers you i mean we are the user in this uh universe um true is watching this and it's like what is going on here uh assuming nobody knows binary off the top of their head um my partner uh so (laughs) filthy casuals um, yeah us filthy casuals and the way he's like oh it's kind of like he was just initiating um a program and didn't realize up until the last digit that it was to delete himself yeah and i'm like and at that that moment it's like i dedicated like my whole self to this chick and now she just wants to you know delete me like shit yeah and something weird happens his sprite body falls apart as if it's made out of glass and he has a green like energon skeleton i've never seen that on the show before it kind of looks like sprites a, fade in and out it kind of it kind of looks like a nervous system yeah yeah and um what does she do she maybe, sucks it into her hand maybe the green uh nervous system is the daemon infection so she's taking some yeah. of her energy back yeah that was yeah. empowering him yeah 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 so so his body was destroyed and all that was left was her infection which had like completely was completely had spread through his nervous system and now that his body is destroyed she just takes it back yeah yeah i dig it uh my favorite scene in the whole um matt okay real quick before we move on to my favorite scene maybe this bugs other people the trope of mafia bosses killing their subordinates i don't like it (laughs) that guy was trying his best that world of warcraft wizard like was like christopher said like you know loyal like you both have said he loyally served her all this time and it's like oh you're dead like is there a better person to do that or are you just killing like your servants for no reason yeah are you just going to do this all yourself and, and what's the point? Like, I, what I mean is, are you stronger without him there? It's not like he's a rat to the, <laughs> to, to the police. It's not like he's, like, working to undermine you. He just failed. Mm-hmm. But so did all the people underneath him. So what, are you going to go kill all of them? It's a trope. I don't... Lady, I'm the only one uh, on your <laughs> team here who has an F-350, so I don't know what you're going to do now. We all know Good luck to... <laughs> Good luck trying to get yourself out of the ditch next time. <laughs> Rhinox out. <laughs> um, so they're driving in a hover car back in mainframe. Dot and Hex. She yeah. has her legs up on the dash. Nice. Um, and she immediately cuts the bullshit. She's like, so uh, you and Bob are just friends. Stop. Like just check. Oh my my the friend zone organ in me just just pain. <laughs> I have pains in my friend zone organ. Um <laughs> didn't they kiss? <laughs> they did kiss. Aren't isn't there a thing there? Dot angrily says this too. She like as if she's been asked this like 10 times. Yeah. Yeah, just well, friends. Take a picture of that kiss. 
presumably everybody in mainframe has seen that photo of Fong the paparazzi dude <laughs> taken of them. Probably gotten around in the mainframe times at least once or twice. Yeah. Well, and this and, is um, also a this is a rom com and sitcom trope right it, here. It is, yeah. It's very tropey this episode. And um, she's like, okay. Well, just checking, because you know I've always had a thing for Bob. And I'm like, look how look at her telling the truth and just like cutting to the chase. She she knows what she wants. She's stating her intentions. Be more like Hex. <laughs> And I'm like, Dot, you need to tell her, whoa, 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 wait, wait. I I said we were just friends, but hold on. But she doesn't. She basically gives her the go-ahead. Yeah, because Hex is just like, good. And then they continue sailing on towards Lost Angles. I wouldn't want to get in the way if you two had something. And she's like, no, we're just friends. Hex is like, good. And I'm like, (laughs) Dot, what have you done? So they land in Lost Angles and Dot, uh, it, like, basically is like, well, uh, like, I, I just, I, I want to talk about my father. Like, I want to know about that. And we get a flashback to Wellman Matrix uh, at his podium about to give his, like, demonstration of his uh, a successful activation of dialing the Stargate to reach planet mm-hmm. Abydos. And... But before that, Hex reveals a really good piece of information to Dot saying, I was born in the explosion that created Lost Angles. Oh, she didn't come here and cause this shit. No, and Dot's like, what? Right, so the Stargate fires, a gigabyte comes through and is all like, I am become gigabyte. And... Eater of ass. I am become Gigabyte. I am here to eat ass and chew bubble gum. And, and I am all out of gum. Ass. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, uh, big explosion. They separate. Uh, Gigabyte separates uh, uh, into Megabyte and Hexadecimal. OG. Gigabyte and, and Hex, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, season one, megabyte and hexadecimal, and um, I I like so after like the expl- after the explosion and they separate and everything, they just kind of look at each other, and then megabyte just like shrugs and walks away, walks out of frame. <laughs> it's a funny like it's a shot that like really cracked me up because yeah. he's like, huh, all right. <laughs> well, that was weird. Yeah. See ya. He just walks out and Hex says, I like it here. And uh, I guess that's how they were born. Um, nobody had mentioned in the past that those two had arrived at the same time, but they also never really mentioned when they had arrived anyway. So right. uh-huh. it was no. it was vague. No, that had never come up. So here's what, what I web cre- go ahead, yeah. So here's what I'm wondering is um so the destruction of uh lost angles like clearly nullified a bunch of citizens because wellman matrix is a null yeah i thought only games could create could nullify sprites so why did the stargate blowing up because it would delete presumably all the sprites 
Yeah. Lady Glitch. I wonder if it's because I wonder if it's because of the root of that explosion, it was a tear. If you touch a tear, you become nullified. I thought Maybe you these, got is that is that true? When you become a touch a tear, you become nullified, not deleted. I don't think I've ever seen it in the in the series as a whole. But They're I dangerous, like, but do they no, say why? They are. Yeah, I think you're because Bob's always like hunting for for tears across mainframe, right? Yeah, and we know that they're them. very dangerous. But we've right. have we ever seen what happens when a sprite touches? Wait, we do. <clears throat> in season one, episode one, there are some of the hover tanks, and some people get sucked into the tear for whatever mm-hmm. reason because it starts to destabilize and they yeah. delete in a in a burst of white light. Mm-hmm. Going in, folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but this is different than a normal tear because it's a huge explosion and then it disappears. So there's so something. The of that, maybe the energy of that exploding tear touches the sprites and the binomes just enough to destabilize them back into nulls. Yeah, it's, it's different. So, something weird. Yeah, not quite like a normal tear. I feel like this is a plot hole. <laughs> We're trying to justify it, and Christopher is just <laughs> waiting there quiet, and he's like, no, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like this is just a plot hole. Like, it's been uh, established in the show that nulls are created by uh, losing games, but yeah. now we're kind of, now we're saying, uh, kind of retconning somehow that uh, the explosion in Lost Angles created yeah. a bunch of nulls, but we're not even trying to explain how that, like, how that came to, like, how that even happens. Also, didn't Gigabyte, weren't there three viruses that made up Gigabyte? Hex, um, Megabyte, and, and the web, web creature. creature. Yeah. The web creature. Where's that, homie? Where he at? Yeah. Maybe the... he's been in mainframe this whole time. Ooh, living in the sewers. <laughs> he's afraid of light. <laughs> okay, so back to the action that we got going on. Yeah, sorry. In a strange way, good. your father saved my saved my life. In a strange way, your father kind of gave me life. So it's kind of like <laughs> kind of like we're sisters. It's like, ooh. yeah, and Hex like uses her like abilities or whatever, or like the nulls like form together and form like a humanoid looking shape with well the null of Wellman on I'm its have head. Nightmares about this man. Yeah. <laughs> it starts talking. And they talk and kind of like this. <laughs> and Wellman is nibbles. Yeah, yeah. Wellman is nibbles. Yeah. Oh, so we all right. We, um they've been like looking after how did megabyte know that wellman was nibbles if he was born in the explosion that in season two episode three he has nibbles like it's the first time he ever addresses nibbles as father yeah and we're just like the fuck is this and i think that was at, i think that was at the end of nullzilla actually and he... we were like father and so it's interesting that hex and megabyte um, ref- think of Wellman as their their father, mm-hmm. but so Megabyte had information that Hex didn't. Megabyte knew 
that uh, Wellman Matrix made the explosion that separated Gigabyte. Uh-huh. Right? And then he was able to find the null that he turned into. Yeah. But- how? <laughs> how? Yeah. And how does he know that that yeah how does he know that that one is uh is wellman matrix i'm with i'm with siege um there was a lot of really good setup leading to oh wellman oh and father they they set all the seeds and then they were like oh fuck it there's an explosion and why not we we got to move the plot along people we we can't explain everything and so uh, and this is something that uh, I, I reference Metal Gear Solid all the time, and I like to use this as an example, fine example of this. When you start like going back in store, I'm not a big fan of prequels in general. Because mm-hmm. um, one of the things I was actually, uh, listeners, I, I studied screenwriting amongst other things, but primarily I studied screenwriting and film and journalism in university. Um, one of the things that I was told is... If the backstory is what you're focusing on in your story, that's what the story should be about. So because of that, like I'm, I'm not a big fan of uh, flat uh, of prequels, and just I, I find that a lot of the time they just inherently don't work. Um, but one of the big problems when you have like uh, prequels or like heavy duty flashbacks, especially like long after the fact, you start like over complicating and convoluting the existing canon to the point that you start running into problems that we're running into now which is plot holes contradictions and that sort of thing Um, whereas if they just didn't show as much flashbacks and it's like they didn't give us some answers sometimes a show is better off leaving answers on leaving questions unanswered than answering them in a bad way. And I, I, I like to use Metal Gear Solid as a great example of this because like starting with Metal Gear Solid 3, that series primarily just like flipped into flashback mode for, oh, sto- yeah. for the story uh, other than Metal Gear Solid 4, but like Metal Gear Solid 3, Portable Ops, Peace Walker, Metal Gear Solid 5, like these are all prequels. And the stories like, it ends up like really complicating the existing text that we have. Right. Because now and they make... need to fit new information. Yeah. In the frame of the games that have already been made. Exactly. And because these store, these original stories that we're adding layers to when they were originally written, the, these like, this new shit that we're pumping in weren't things that the writers thought about at the time. So there's an, to me, in my mind anyway, there's an inherent problem there. And you have to kind of like, you have to jump through like a lot of narrative hoops to make a lot of shit work. And most of the time, most writers who try to do that are only modestly successful at it, in my opinion. And I think that's what's going on here. Uh, I'm sure someone's yeah. going to downvote this YouTube video for me saying that, but you know what? Fuck you. Lady Glitch is like, <clears throat> click. <laughs> <laughs> well, I honestly, that's like one of the sexiest things I've ever come, that's ever come out of Chris Prestige's mouth. So thank you, sweetie. Oh. I am going to, I am going to upload this video. 
Me too. I mean, I do all of, I upload all of them. Um, well, blow me down. Um, yes. I, I think that very eloquently sums up it. We like the show. Man, if, oh, yeah, if, yeah, you, totally. if you if they listen to any laser comb stuff, we should talk it more than like most people. But um, to put something under the lens of scrutiny this much means that we obviously like the show. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we can think, yeah. and, and we can think about it beyond a surface level. What's on the screen? I think that personally, to me, makes analyzing the show much more fun. It it does. Yeah. And I like I said, I think Siege like eloquently summed up why it's gritty um if we just weren't given answers and wellman was just walking around as like a null person (laughs) after the game went up i'd be fine with that (laughs) right so they do a lot of like weird leaps in logic there we go i got it out leaps in logic to uh explain things that we kind of didn't need to know we're getting explanations for things that we didn't really need explanations, like some things in this episode, totally. But like we're getting explanations for things that we didn't necessarily need or require explanations for. Like I don't and, need to know where it, Damon came from. And in the process, we're kind of breaking the existing story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, real quick before we uh, get get back to the episode, as you were describing that. I realized something happens with uh, tabletop RPG and the LARP community. And it's one of my biggest pet peeves in that. The character's backstory is so interesting that all the players want to do is explore their character's backstory in the game (laughs) instead of playing the game with other people. So to the extent where they sacrifices are made to the plot, it's just like uh, I um, was part, I wasn't the storyteller of it, but I was part of a very large Vampire the Masquerade uh, live action role play. And so many of the characters had like these huge, big, complicated, convoluted um, backstories that they wanted to take up the storyteller's time to... Uh, explore and like oh can you play this npc from my past but there's a main plot with main conflict and real problems going along in the story if you've ever played dungeons and dragons and stuff it's just like yes we could go and find the wizard that cursed your father and blah 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 but the kingdom is under siege by orcs yeah we we've got uh we've got more pressing matters to deal with but the players playing that character don't care about that stuff. They care more about their own character. And I think that's a big mistake. I am much more interested in a player. Yeah. I'm much more interested when a player is like, I don't know. uh, My guy's got like six siblings and he's from a farm. Things he he was okay. He's a level two fighter now. That's it. That's the player I want. I don't want the player who has like angst about like a wizard that killed his mentor and (laughs) I will make the argument that a really good storyteller in that situation will come up with a very like elaborate and complex like backstory for their character. But instead of wasting everyone at the table's time wanting to explore all of that, what they will do is they will keep that in their heads and use that entire like backstory to inform how their character behaves in the story 
in the main plot that they're playing out right now. And that's what players should do. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and a lot of them do. It's when they want to hijack the time of the group to talk about how cool their character was. And in those moments, and this is what made me something click when Christopher was describing that, your character's backstory should never be cooler than what your character is going to do. Why yep. would level zero uh, barbarian from small village be more <laughs> interesting than your future endeavors? Because then it makes you not interested in the plot. Because you're like, my guy was cursed by an evil wizard and his village was burned down and my, my brother is missing and he has one half of a medallion and I have the other half. And the storyteller is like, cool. So you guys go into a dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make your character's backstory more interesting than where the what they can become. Because then you rob yourself of feeling cool. That's all. That's a little rant. Just yep. wanted to get that no, off you're, my chest. You're, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even play tabletop role-playing games. I just studied storytelling mm -hmm. in university. And, well, that lends to it. A good storyteller. And a good storyteller will incorporate the player's backstories when they come up. If we visit that village where you're from that was burned down, you can go through the house of your, fam of your family and look for like notes or diaries or hints or something. We can incorporate that, but I'm not going to make the plot about one character's backstory. You can, can run you tell into, I've been doing this a you, long time? You can run into <laughs> a character from that village and be like, oh, hey, wow. wow. you survived? And they give you, like, they just happen to have some information or something. Or they have, like, some sort of, like, MacGuffin that yeah. can, can, like, somehow aid in, the, the, like, advancing the overall plot forward. Yeah, the overall plot, yeah. So the trick is to make your players feel like their characters are part of a world but remind them that if they were John Wick in their backstory and now they have a 50% chance to hit. <laughs> and he get... Yeah. Yeah. It's like the beginning of God of War three when his powers are taken away. Right. Get, make potential with your backstory, but don't make it um, necessary to the plot. Cause then um, you're demanding a lot of your storyteller and the other players. Anyways, Moving on, Lady. Uh, yeah, let's um, <laughs> let's start uh, wrapping this up. We yeah. What do we got up. here? I think we still got about probably like six minutes left in the episode. So. Yeah, got, oh, therapy got, session. Like, Fong. Fong's a therapist. Yes, <laughs> yes he is. Yeah, he's given little Enzo some therapy, some identity crisis. And and he is like, and little Enzo's like, are we done? Like, come on. I, I told you to call me Matrix. Too. He's like, right. Little Matrix. Okay. <laughs> uh, Bob comes in and Fong like shows him a, an ink blot. He's like, now, what does this look like? And Bob's like, oh, it's like a uh, dot. It it's, looks like dot with uh, that, that hairstyle she used, to have. used to have. And it, yeah. it does. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, Fong flips the card over and he's like, oh, now I see it. <laughs> So Fong uh, is like, so yeah, this is you, where we going to tell me. Yeah, this is where we we get the um, uh, the the kind of info dump that 
something's wrong with Bob. He knows it. Fong's mm -hmm. like, uh, so you know, yeah. So you know that separating, uh, that you're merging with glitch didn't work properly. Mm -hmm. and, like, yeah, I know. Yeah. So you're almost out of energon, bud. And, uh, well, uh, if we, if we tell, uh, if we, if we, if Dot finds out about this, she's not going to uh, keep letting Bob go on adventures, saving the day. So we're not going to tell Dot about that, Capiche? Yeah. Well, she doesn't Speaking know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they get a sound, and it's like, we are online. And we see Mouse and Matrix in ship heading into the net. So Mouse is outside of the firewall. Yeah, where are they going? They're going somewhere. They're going to go fighting. They're going to go kick her ass. Man, why do they think this is a good idea? Well, Dot thinks it's all Matrix's idea. You know how important those two, and not to throw Matrix under the bus, it's kind of really, really important that Mouse stays in mainframe. Uh, For the yep. love of God, she's the most important person to mainframe during all of this BS. Ever since uh, World Web Wars. Like, well, World Wars. They were, were worse. They need her. <laughs> Worcestershire. Uh, <laughs> they they need her, but as we what recall, what would you do for a Klondike bar? <laughs> I go kill Damon with a samurai sword, I guess. And if we, which recall, is what Mouse tries to do, but it doesn't work. Her sword no. actually shatters. Uh, yeah. uh, Matrix tries to uh, fire a bullet right at Damon, which the bullet has Damon carved. I right love onto it. that. I yeah. love how court that is such a matrix move. It goes slow motion. The camera zooms in. He's got a bullet with her name on it. I that's some like that's something like uh uh like I don't know, like Deathstroke or Deadshot would do. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. Bless bless him. Maybe Bob like juiced it up with some antivirus. Just Maybe, like, do you know what? Maybe that was a special one. I just so, imagine him sitting there with the like a, a yeah. Bowie knife, like <laughs> carefully, like carving, <laughs> carving Damon's name into it. Uh, so Damon infects the two of them, and they're both like, "Yes, my lady." And uh, Mouse like gives up the codes to her mm -hmm. willingly. Uh, oh, Spaghettios! I love how when after they're like can uh, easily, very easily, effortlessly converted. Um, Mouse is like, so about the trying to chop your head off thing? Yeah, sorry about that. My bad. My, my bad. All is forgiven, Mouse. And, uh, oh um, Mike the TV is like, hey, nice to see you guys. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, no, you're still wearing the sequin suit. Like, Why? Why are you still. <laughs> Just to remind Christopher of how much he hated to begin last episode. Uh, so we get a little scene with uh, Bob uh, talking to Turbo in his cell, and uh, the, the the infection is spreading, and Bob's like, or, uh, Turbo is like, yeah, mainframe has failed. Like, this is shit's done, Ski, bro. Yeah. Like, and might as well give up. And, Might as well Bob give up. Don't struggle. Like, <laughs> Just let yeah. it happen. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we get a flashback 
of uh, back in the academy when uh, Bob wakes yes. up and he gets to see Dixon die. Like, yeah, pretty much. And this is the only this is the only time in the series so far that you see Bob cry. There is a tear that falls from his eye. You look hard now. Yeah. At the sight of Dixon being deleted in his arms. Perhaps this is the first and time we also get to see him like scream, no! Or sorry, chronologically, yeah. this is the first time he, is, he screamed mm-hmm. no. Right. And then a glitch like bonds itself with uh, Bob. So glitch right. chose the- Bob. Glitch chose Bob, but he also took Dixon's data with it. So, oh, there's a transfer. There is a transfer. So, so key tools are uh, Green Lantern Corps rings. Oh, yeah. Is what we're finding out. <laughs> oh, because you get the knowledge of the previous. Oh, yeah, and when, uh, yeah. And when one uh, uh, lantern dies, uh, the ring leaves them and chooses someone else. Nearby. Chooses someone who's worthy. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's... And you do get their memories, right? Or am uh, I wrong about that? No, you don't get their memories. You get um, you, this is kind of nebulous, but like you get their like wisdom, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, no, say no more. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't you don't get their memories per se, but you get their like. So, wisdom. what do you think Bob got when there was like that upload between him and Glitch for the first time? PTSD. <laughs> Well, that explains why uh, why Bob is this Bob is Bob. Yeah, here's this is what I was alluding to before we even start recording, Cal. Um, way back when we did System Crash, Bob's in the core and he's you know furiously trying to manually lock everything in, and we get the illusion of Megabyte running around screaming in his ear. It's like you can't save them all. You could link that scene back to this and watch Bob seeing Dixon deleted in his arms. It's like, if Bob couldn't save Dixon now, he goes into hyper-hero mode throughout the entire series because he can't stand to see somebody else die at the hands of either a virus, a GameCube not going right, etc. And you can say... Go ahead. Because in the tearing, when he couldn't get into that GameCube, he goes, he's like, no, 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 oh my god, what, what the fuck is going on? Why am I not in there? And then when it was game over, user wins, he, he kind of goes nuts-ish. And that's why he goes to see Megabyte. So do you think that he blames himself for what happened not only to Dixon, but basically all of Lost Angles? Because, I mean, they were bullshitting when they were supposed to delete Kilobyte. And that's how he broke right. free. And then the portal happened and then Lost Angles blew up. So it's I think in a way, way it's... Does, it's like survivor's guilt almost. Because when he lands in Lost Angles and Doc comes up to him and he's like, who? And she's like, who are you? He's like, I, I, I'm a guardian. I'm here to help. And Dot starts blaming him for the explosion. He, he probably just goes into the state of mind like, oh my God, what did I do? Right. Like this is like this isn't in my programming to you know go and destroy systems. I'm just here to help to mend and defend, like my code says. Oh man. I know it's a very sad scene with like little Enzo crying into Dot because they can't find their dad. Oh little or Enzo, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's like big Enzo. sister, I'm a baby with this spinny hat thing. 
Is everyone dead? That's not very alphanumeric. <laughs> it's pretty much the end of the episode, too, yeah. right? There, we we cut back to a, a, a brief back to the um, uh, uh, Hell in the Cell. No, no. Well, kind of, yeah. Uh, Turbo uh, in his cell talking to Bob, and what do they even talk about? I can't remember now. He's like, try to fight it, buddy. They talk about how Bob's code didn't fully mend Turbo. And Turbo's like, Bob, what happened? Because Turbo doesn't know that Bob merged with a broken key tool. And yeah, and the, the final message of the episode is in the conversation here. He's like, isn't that what he wanted to do to mend and defend? There won't be any war after all of this. Right, that, that's what Damon wants. She wants that's unity. What, she wants unity. She wants peace. One voice, um, one way. Listen to the word, bud. Yeah, we could, we could play bird as the word on repeat forever. Come on, and Bob, just, just, just sit back and and listen to the word. Just, <laughs> just listen to the word. Just, just close your eyes and let the word penetrate you, drape <laughs> all over you. And, and um, Bob is like, "No, the web. This like, is a prison cell, boy." <laughs> and uh, and he's like, "No, the web." Uh, the net is supposed to be diverse. It's supposed to have a variety of like sites and yeah. peoples and systems. Like, and Turbo it, says maybe it's too diverse. <laughs> maybe it's too diverse, you know? And he's like, what is, like what's that supposed to mean? That's the virus. You got to fight it, man. And he's all like, oh, I'm just saying I'm okay with green-skinned people and you and I are blue-skinned, but, uh, you know, like, what but, color uh, are you? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just I just preferred if, you know, they, they, they were over there and weren't, uh, <laughs> weren't, uh, weren't shoving it in my face, you know? <laughs> I believe in live and let live. You know that. I'm it's okay. Just, uh... I'm okay with a, a, with, you know, two binomes getting married but uh just as long as they don't do it in front of me god damn it i'm okay with binomes everybody knows that but uh you know i just think the zero binomes should marry zero binomes and the one binome should marry one binomes as nature intended just like the user intended (laughs) i like how we have in our head that like (laughs) like turbo when he's like infected by david is this like alt right (laughs) Racist, homophobic. <laughs> Think of it. If everybody went to reprogramming school, you know, keep the family units alive. <laughs> uh, well, that's our show. The problem, the last one we'll have on the air. Just think about it. If all of the same number of binomes got together, we wouldn't have any more binomes. And that's, that's, that's just bringing an end to nature right there yeah there you go <laughs> and then the dogs and the cats wouldn't be living with each other <laughs> that that's that's okay. right it's true there'd be uh, no chaos i, I was actually mo- i was actually mocking something uh, an argument i heard someone made when i make when i was a child <laughs> oh i've heard that too yeah yeah uh, uh anyway about, yeah yeah <laughs> anyway on to ratings cal we have a rating system right we do have a rating system I know all of the ratings. 
all of the hosts oh, do off of the top hey, of their head. There's four rating systems. Uh, from worst to best, it is that was bad, very bad, self-explanatory. <laughs> um, I don't think so. Episode wasn't like offensive, but I mean, it wasn't good. That was easy enough, which is oh, it's pretty good. It's no uh, bad Bob, <laughs> right? It's no Enzo's birthday, uh, but it's <laughs> it's it's all right. And the top rating, alphanumeric, which is um, you know we don't we don't think that that episode could have been any better, or we really liked that episode. Uh, let's do. Let's do Siege. Siege, what do, you, what do you got for what's love got to do with it? Hello, that was easy enough. Overall, I enjoyed the episode. I enjoyed uh, a lot of the backstory we got, even though I said uh, it. I, I, I like I, I went on my big rant about um, like prequels and flashbacks, like overcomplicating text. Um it was kind of neat to see Academy Bob and finally get confirmation uh, of our long standing theory that uh, this is mainframe was Bob's first posting. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I liked uh, the, the scene, despite it being very tropey, the scene uh, between uh, hexadecimal and dot was quite amusing. Um, it was a fine episode. Like I, I wasn't, I'm not mad at it. Yeah, we don't hate it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, uh, Lady Glitch. I'm going to go with a middle to high. That was easy enough. Um, I enjoyed it for the fact that, as you've been listening, I've been connecting what's been going on on the screen now to past things that happened already in the first three seasons. It's nice to, to see all that come together. Exactly. And we're setting ourselves up. Um, to find out a whole bunch of more answers in, in the next episode, as, especially since it's the last episode in this four-part series of Damon Rising. It's like, okay, next this is the penultimate episode in this arc. So we got right. a bunch of questions now that I need to answer later. So who, what's going to happen? So I enjoyed it. All right, yeah. I Okay, so it's unanimous. Um, I'm giving it, that was easy enough as well. Um, I feel like a lot of the you could take out a lot of unnecessary parts of the episode and like fit it down into 10 minutes of actual good parts uh -huh. that pushed it forward um, learning how Lost Angles was destroyed didn't clarify anything or close mm. a chapter for me no I'm like okay that's weird uh Siege uh, raised the point, well, wait, why'd they become nulls? So like the explanation gave me more questions that we're, we're not going to get answers now. So even though I like love Hex, I love Hex in the car. She got the go ahead to go after Bob. Ugh. Yeah, still gets uh, <laughs> that was easy enough for me. All right. Uh, that oh. was uh, episode 46 of Alphanumeric. Best way to support the show is go to Patreon. Patreon.com slash Lazercomb. L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. We're starting at the $5 tier. You get uh, bonus preamble audio of this and all of the other shows we do week in and week out. It's 
kind of us just talking about this, that, or the other thing. What did we talk about on the preamble today? We talked about uh, the grocery store I worked at. Uh, we talked ab uh, about Cal's uh, uh, washing machine woes. Uh, it was a grand old time. <laughs> Medication, washing machine woes, anti-maskers. It's all, it's all in there. <laughs> it's all, it's all there. So uh, go to, and also at the, the $5 tier, you get a monthly ish commentary track. I kind of, I want to do another one of those soon. So we'll, uh, oh yeah, we're, we're going to, we're going to have to get our butts in gear and get on that. And uh, at the $10 tier, you get our weekly news and current events program. The laser comb tonight. I say weekly. It's weekly-ish. We tr we aim for weekly. We miss weeks here and there. Um, we missed a week last week. We're gonna do one this this week though for sure, definitely, because we got a lot to talk about. Um, also at the ten dollar tier, uh, me and Cal have a uh, uh, podcast called the Laser Comb Podcast, but we do this basically what we just did, but it's for we for a random episode of a random tv show and if you are a ten dollar patron you get to pick a, a tv show for us to review a random episode of so if you want to get in on that go to patreon.com slash laser we, we just did ruby gloom we just did ruby gloom shout out to uh longtime listener uh uh k aka friend of game, the show k friend, friend of the show k aka game sprite mode big shout out to her um Social media, Facebook, facebook.com slash lasercom. Once again, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Central hub for this and all the other various shows we do week in and week out. You can also follow the show proper on Twitter at alphanumeric pod, P-O-D. Uh, or you can follow me at lasercom, spelled the same way. I just spelled it twice. Uh, Lady Glitch, you have Twitter, don't you? I sure do. Lady Glitch 619, give me a follow. And Cal, word on the street is you also have Twitter. Who? Who on the street town this? Was it Shady J? He has it coming. <laughs> no, it was, it, no, it was Shorty G. Oh, Shorty G, even worse. That guy's going to get clacked. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Neo Cal on Twitter. Uh, N-E-O underscore K-A-L. Uh, we'll be back next week with episode 47 of Alphanumeric, where we're going to be talking about the fourth uh, and final part of this uh, four-part Damon Rising story arc. Uh, what's the name of it's it? It's called Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Uh, so... Rut row. <laughs> uh, so that is the That'll be the fourth episode of season four of Reboot, so keep an eye out for that. Uh... That about does it. I think we're going to get out of here. I've been one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. Oh, uh, oh, and I, oh, I'm here too. My name's Neo Cal. <laughs> and I'm Lady Glitch. And until next week. Uh, I hate the way he stares at me like that. We're just friends. <laughs> well, I guess I'll go take a swig of uh, 101 Proof Cron now. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> Here's to you. <laughs> this crumbs to you. <laughs> uh, bye bye. <laughs>